0: You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network.
1: Give me a finger up when you're ready to go. And folks, I got the finger I was looking for. (laughs) Welcome to Geekiest Show Ever, episode 231. And Mike has just gestured he's given the high sign (laughs) that involves something else that I'm not going to say about. But, you know, he's gestured that I'm number one in his heart. And that he's ready to start the show. And I will say before we start the show this week, folks, you're going to have to deal with just Mike and I. Uh, Elisa just got back from a long trip, and I believe, as she said, it was dang freaking hot. I can't, I'd can't. i have to go back and actually look at her, her yeah. message to me, but I, I believe she thought it was a tad on the warm side. She was down in Cozumel. so. Uh, but thankfully she didn't get affected by Hurricane Matthew, so...
0: Yeah, I saw something about ninety degrees in there. So, I think her phrase was "her sweat was sweating" or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, heat and humidity—awesome combination. It, it's just a wonderful combination. Uh, I will. And Melissa's also traveling
1: this week, folks. So no, Melissa. She's probably sitting down to dinner about now. Uh, so yeah, she was she was traveling. She apologized. So did Lisa. Uh, but hey they'll they'll come back at least we think they will we're not sure I I will take a quick moment though uh, before we get into our usual first topic and I do want to send out uh, uh, prayers and thoughts and well wishes to all those suffering uh, with Hurricane Matthew Uh, for those who don't know Hurricane Matthew here in the United States recently I mean it went through the Caribbean I've seen some of the horrific pictures of the damage done in Haiti and Haiti's an extremely poor country poor construction standards, and stuff was just wiped out. Last I looked, over 900 people had died in Haiti alone from this hurricane. And then it tore through the Grand Bahamas, and then it just raked up the coast of Florida, Georgia, South Carolina, hit North Carolina, and then kind of swung out to sea. I did have several friends on the Florida coast that were evacuated. Um, I haven't heard from them, but I think they're all safe based on Bits and pieces of information I know, but uh, hoping all is well with them. I know that uh, we used to travel to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, a lot, and I've heard several landmarks that we used to visit down there are uh, one of them, especially called it's a Springmaid Pier, uh, really near the hotel we used to stay at, and we used to walk out on. Uh, no longer exists, um, and this was a Category One storm when it went by. So folks never underestimate the power of Mother Nature or these these hurricanes. They can be devastating. And part of Interstate 95, the South one of the main north-south interstates here on the east coast, uh, last I looked, going through North Carolina, was closed. It was mm. flooding. They had places that had received 15 inches plus of rain. So, um, you yeah. know, it wasn't the wind damage as much as it just was too much water and too little place for it to go so uh thoughts and prayers with all those impacted by this uh natural disaster
0: yeah um i haven't paid much attention i guess to what's going on in the hurricane down there um i i, I paid a little bit of attention i wanted to make sure that uh because it hit what Eastern Florida I believe, or uh, yeah east the eastern East coast of Florida, right yeah, I kind of um I paid a little bit of attention because I do have a a nephew that is in Western Florida, I think over there by the Alabama border, but it missed him, so although I do have a um a cousin that lives down in the central part of Florida, I haven't heard uh anything from him, but I will assume everything is good down there, but um yeah, it's just it's that kind- of, that time of year for hurricanes, and those are one of those things um. You know, at least they have some warning, they can kinda of get ready for it, but it still doesn't necessarily you can only do so much and it doesn't necessarily, you know ne- negate the damage it's done down there.
1: No, I, I, I know my one friend, uh Linda was very sad. Uh they live near the space coast, uh because her husband works in that industry and uh she sent me a picture I think it was Thursday morning, as they were bugging out, they'd boarded up the house and were heading out. Going inland further to stay with friends, so I have a lot of friends down in that area, even Orlando, which is kind of in the middle of the state um one of my coworkers that works uh off site uh is down there and he lost power um sometime Friday morning. I don't remember when he sent his last message to and said hey he would if anything urgent came up, but they'd lost power and everything so they had three days' worth of water and food and stuff, so they were okay. Um, No major flooding where he was, but I said, you know, take care of yourself. Don't worry about work. So
0: Mm.
1: we'll see how it goes. I'll check in on everybody tomorrow and see how everybody's doing. I've been hesitant to, because I know people are trying to get back home and see what's damaged. So, uh, Mm. again, thoughts, prayers. If, If you can do anything to help, there's plenty of donation methods through the Red Cross and everything, so reach out and help if you can, people. So.
0: Yeah, and you know, since we've kind of uh, wandered into the weather, um, you know, ours up here is kind of—I uh, oh, should look to see where we're currently at. I want to say we're probably about sixty-some uh, degrees here. I guess I think tomorrow's supposed to be warm, warmer than the rest of the week. It's going to cool off. It's going to be Kevin kind of weather, um, <laughs> and it was kind of cool today because um, my feet are—well, my feet get cold rather quickly. Anyway. Um, but yeah, and then down here on a concrete floor. So yeah, they're kinda um, they're cool and it's getting to that time of year when it is gonna cool off here more. I'm waiting for weather underground to load here. Okay, so it says it's fifty-eight. And let's see, the rest There's of this more week, there
1: than it is here.
0: Oh. Uh, um, maybe it's just my little maybe I'm raising the temperature. I don't know. Um see so yeah, is supposed to be up to seventy one, but then the rest of the week it's gonna be uh 50s and 60s so yeah kevin would be running around here in his birthday suit oh my eyes oh lord
1: (laughs) (laughs) well it's uh it's currently 55 here so that's uh not too bad um and it's going to be uh around 40 degrees in the evenings and mid to upper 60s so not great but okay could be a little bit cooler yeah, I, I, I will have to say, Oh, I'm sorry, Mike, I will have to say that I uh, this morning it was like 50 degrees, I had the windows open, I was standing in front of, the, there was a breeze blowing through the house, because we had, I guess it's wind of impact from Matthew, we're way away from the coast, so nothing serious, uh, but we just had a nice stiff breeze, and it was blowing through the house, and the house dropped down to about 68 degrees. And uh, I had my shorts and my t-shirt on, sitting in the breeze, watching television. And, and much to our friend Allison Sheridan's uh, dismay, I was watching Chuck Joyner on Mac Voices on the big screen. So I I think, you know, poor Chuck. He's much, much misaligned, misaligned, misaligned. Well, he might be misaligned. We don't know. He, he's much maligned by Allison anyway. So, uh, yeah, it's... It's the way it is. So, And Elisa did send a weather report, but now I can't find it. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Um, you were on email.
0: Yeah. Let oh, wait a minute. I found it. Oh, you did? Okay. Yep. I had mine closed, but uh,
1: yeah. Uh, yeah. She says, the weather report. We spent the last week cruising Cozumel, Jamaica, and Haiti, enjoying temps of 90 degrees and high humidity. This week, back to upstate New York. It'll be in the 60s. And we have to learn to eat again like normal people. 20,000 calories a day while delicious does a number on the waistline.
0: (laughs) Mm, My. I've heard about cruise ships. Maybe someday I'll actually get on one.
1: I think you should take the cruise down the Mississippi.
0: Hmm. Some people want to tell me to, you know, walk off a pier. I don't think that's the same thing, but, you know. I've been told people want to send me up a stream full of fecal matter
1: without a method of propulsion, but I think that's something different, too.
0: Yeah, I think so. I, I don't think that's what you call a, a, a A-1 uh, cruise. Yeah, great A-1. <laughs> sure. So, But uh, we will,
1: uh, you know, a little bit of sad news, the weather. We do have some, uh, Mike has some good news, big news, actually, to share for a former pod, podcast guest, uh, Mr. J.F. Dubow.
0: Yeah, because uh, I had to go look it up. We had him back. Uh, we had him on back in April, and that's when he was nearing the end of his uh, Inkshares uh, competition to, uh, or his not competition, but uh, his uh, to get his book published through Inkshares. You need to get so many uh, uh, people to uh, buy his book, and he met that goal. And I think it's going to be published. I should look that up. I, I want to say next year sometime. I want to say March. Yeah, but but in the meet, year. yeah. So in the meantime, I got this tweet from uh uh Jeff uh, Sire, my uh, uh sci-fi tech talk co-host, and uh, about Jeff Dubois, and I had to go look it up. So his um his book, God in the shed, the one that he was plugging when he was here, uh has been optioned to be made into a TV show. Um now it's not not that's option. That means nothing's definite yet. Things can always go sideways, but um it's um You know, it's 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 somebody's wanted to look at, and I wanted to read this uh, uh, little paragraph here. It says for TV rights deal to come off a manuscript partially uh, manuscript partial is highly unusual, but it's made more notable by the fact that the author is a relative unknown. Uh, so yeah, this is only a second book and it was only like a partial manuscript or a partial, uh, book that these are, yeah, I guess, partial manuscript that these people were reading. So it's, you know, it's really good. And so, you know, um, I'm happy for JF and I'm you know glad that we could have, uh, hopefully been played a little part in helping him, you know, get, uh, where he's going there. And so he's excited. I haven't heard anything directly from him, but I've seen some, uh, tweets and stuff out there so i'm pretty sure that uh he may not be coming down to earth for a while now so
1: yeah we'll have to try to get him back on maybe when he has a chance and he can talk about that i know he's been extremely busy
0: yeah he's got he's working on because uh, he's uh God in the Shut is going to be published. I think he said he's working on a sequel. Now that's kind of gotten moved up to the head there because if this gets made into a TV series, you're going to want some material there to work with. So he's working on that, and he's also working on a sequel to uh, The Life Engineered. So he's got a few things going on there, plus now, like I say, working on a um, a, a potential television deal here.
1: Yeah, and, and I, I couldn't be more happy for him. I mean, that's just it's just awesome. So uh, congratulations, JF, if you hear us. Uh, you know, let us know if you want to come on the show and talk about it. If you want to, uh, tell us to go pee in the wind, that's okay too. <laughs> we like you. It doesn't matter either way, buddy. So, sure. well.
0: and I think, you know, uh, once he gets to the point, you know, uh, it gets made and it would be interesting to, cause I, you know, I don't know if a lot of us know what goes into making a TV deal. Again, it may be the sausage getting made. Maybe we don't want to know. Um, but it'd just be kind of interesting to hear the, uh, what goes into it, what you have to do. And, um, All the other stuff. So it would be kind of, that would be an interesting podcast in itself, I think.
1: Oh, yeah, it'd be really great. And JF said he'd like to come back on at some point. So, Mm. you know, we'll see if we can make it happen, folks. Let us know if you want us to try to make it happen sooner rather than later. And then pending his schedule, we can uh, can take a look at it. So, uh, great job. So, I had something that kind of came up at the last minute that kind of fits into. Mike's one of Mike's more major passions, uh, and then a little bit of uh, a minor passion of me. I went down to uh, my favorite retro gaming store today, Mm. and I uh, was—it's called Press Start uh, Games—and I was looking around, and I was, you know, just looking around at different things, and found something. First, found one thing. I found an original Xbox Special Edition controller which I still have my original Xbox and still works for 10 bucks, and this thing looks like it's in mint condition. Hmm. So I said, can't turn that down. So I'm walking around looking at stuff, and uh, my son hollers and comes over and says, hey, look, Dad. And next thing I know, he's pointing to the display case, and inside of it is this lovely mint oh. condition Game Boy Advanced. Ah. For
0: $20. Oh, my. I could not resist this thing for twenty bucks. Now, does that take? Because we've got uh, like the original Game Boy around here somewhere. Does that take the original cartridges? Plus, is that is that color? Yes. Okay.
1: It runs on double A's. Uh, the only thing it won't play, as far as I know, are the cartridges meant for the Game Boy Advanced SP, which came after this. Okay. But it will play any Game Boy cartridge uh, and Game Boy Advanced cartridge, so it's really. I played the uh, what was a SpongeBob game we got when we were down there today because the used games are anywhere from like a dollar to about six dollars down there at this uh, store we go to, and they all they, you know they don't change out a lot. But we've probably bought I don't know a couple dozen games down there o- over time uh, since we started buying Game Boy gear back earlier this year. Uh, but it was nice they gave me the deal on this and then because i bought this they gave me some other stuff that they threw in with it turned out to be a really i got all said and done i spent about 40 bucks on everything i bought and the sticker price on everything i bought plus the giveaways they threw in because i bought a gaming system added up to about 90 bucks so oh my. Okay. i was i was really happy i mean walked yeah. out of there and this thing's just cool looking. I'll put a, I'll put the picture. This might be the cover art this week, folks. Is my little <laughs> Game Boy Advance just because it's, it's cool. And it'll make Mark jealous because he doesn't have one.
0: Oh, yeah. And, you know, as long as we're kind of talking about retro and retro gaming, um, I thought I would uh, throw a quick plug in here for Sci-Fi Tech Talk because the last uh, episode we did was uh, the book Ready Player One, which is kind of an homage to... 80s culture, retro gaming, uh, the old arcade games. I was happy as um, a pig in a pile of crap because one of the first things they mentioned in there, and it's my 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 dear old Tandy color computer, which is literally tattooed on my arm here. Actually, got a mention in there, and I was going to try and look around. I think I have it in the house. I don't know that I got rid of it, but in the book, it's mentioned that uh, in order to get to this one gate, you had to play. Uh, the Dungeons of Dagroth game on the Color Computer. I have. I know at one time I had Dungeons of Dagroth game around here somewhere. I don't know if I can find it because uh, my stuff has kind of gotten spread all over the place. But I I know I had it once upon a time, and I still got my original Color Computer. So I was that made me really happy because that there was a reason they always called it the Trash eighty, which I thought was kind of an unfair um, no, name the, for it. The Trash eighty
1: was the TRS eighty, not yours. I didn't think yours was well, called the Coco. I thought.
0: Well, it was, but it was you know, originally it was the Tandy Radio Shack Color Computer, right? And then it uh, then it was changed just to the Tandy Color Computer. But yeah, right. I think that uh, no, that, it kind of referred to the whole line. Although I think oh, okay. more yeah. more so the old um, the um, they were uh, big mono mono screen with dual
1: floppy drives. They yep. actually looked like an old fashioned terminal, but it was a complete computer because right. they were the first computers we had in the high school that i went to and they came in in my junior year of high school and to take the computer class you had to go in 45 or 50 minutes early <laughs> to take it and because uh, i had a friend that did it um but uh yeah that you had to do that so yeah it was those, those <laughs> were the trash 80s trs 80s but
0: yeah uh, and like I said, that just made me happy. And so, you, you know, your retro uh, gaming moment, my retro gaming moment this week, it just seems to coincide nicely. Yes, it does. It's very retro of us. Mm-hmm. Yes. So no, we're getting to be more retro all the time. So at least I hope so. It's either that or we're just
1: reliving our second childhoods again.
0: Well, I have more money now. That my children are gone. So
1: <laughs> that's true. Well, my kids are into retro gaming. I have to. My oldest got very upset that I bought this because you won't play it enough. I want to play it. (laughs) (laughs) Your fingers
0: are too old and arthritic. You can't play that game.
1: Well, I mean, I collect the stuff, and it bugs it bugs them that it's just like I've got some other stuff around here that I don't play with. It's their toys that I just have put away and. Yes, it's mint and package stuff, people. Okay, I'm a geek. We've we've established this. Otherwise, <laughs> I wouldn't be doing the damn show. Um, but it, it is. there are some toys that I've put away and won't play with, uh, but I got them when I was an adult. But they're just cool, and I want mm. to have them. Yes. So, I want <laughs> to have them. I can
0: afford them. When you are older and I am dead, you can have them. <laughs> and at that point, uh, or if you really want to talk them off, just give them to your grandchildren then. That's true. I could just
1: here mm-hmm. and then
0: ah, smash. Mm.
1: So mm. may not end well. Yeah, it may not. But I'll be too old and senile to give a damn. Mm. My give, as the song says, my give a damn is, will be busted by.
0: <laughs> mm, I'm kind of reaching that point now, but yeah, yeah well,
1: that's the way it goes. Um. So that was that was the new old gear, and Mike gets to talk about that. But there was uh. Excuse me. There was something else we that's kind of retro that uh, Mike and I were talking about was
0: uh, what have we been watching of <laughs> recent? Well, yeah, because I kind of went. Well, last was it last weekend? I think it was we were uh, we went down to Sioux Falls to see my mother in law down there, and so we stopped into one of the. Uh, um, pawn shops down there. It, uh, and they sell records and cassettes and all this, and DVDs and all this kind of stuff. And so my son found um, uh, Law and Order Criminal Intent on DVD. And I, I have this strange um, affection for that show because I just think Goran on there is um, – he's an interesting character. I kind of like the way he psychologically tortures um, the, um, the suspects and kind of gets inside their heads and does a square dance in there. Uh, Much so like I, you do your co-hosts. Yeah, sometimes. Okay, good. Uh, yeah, there you go. Because uh, I, I, I torture you, Kevin. Uh, and Mark's really easy to torture. That's almost low-hanging fruit. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, so uh, so he found that, but there wasn't any others for me to find. So, But I decided, I went online, and they've got the, and I don't, under, well, I think I may understand why it is. I was able to find the first season streaming, but then seasons two, three, and four, I couldn't find streaming anywhere. I know. Some of it. Uh, There's another show that I like too that I got the first season or two, but I can't get any more. And that's Crossing Jordan. And uh, I don't know about uh, the um, Law and Order shows, but Crossing Jordan I think had something to do with music licensing in them. They couldn't make a deal or something like that, and they didn't want to go back and substitute the music. That may. That's part of it. You know, there may be certain licensing deals. Um, but, and I don't know what the reason is for, but I did find uh, seasons two, three, and four on DVD. So I ordered them and they should be here by Wednesday. Um, but, so I started watching that and I just, I I decided I'm just going to try and plow through, what is there, I think 10 seasons of that and a bunch of different uh, stars along the way because some of them came and left and that kind of thing. But uh, So I started watching that one and then, I finished watching Stranger Things, which... Uh,
1: oh, oh, that was so good. I finished that yesterday.
0: Yeah, I finished it a couple days ago. And yeah, and now I'm kind of wondering what the next season's going to bring. I don't know yeah. if we... I don't know if we dare spoil it too much here, but let's just say it was uh, highly intriguing. Yeah, because, you know, and, and Melissa's
1: going to be screaming at whenever she's <laughs> listening to this song. Ha-ha, Melissa, we're talking about it. Oh, <laughs> but uh, scream more, scream louder. Uh, anyway, the, um, the 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 it did leave a lot of unanswered questions because the wrap up of the show was the type of ending that would lead you to believe maybe there wouldn't be a next season, but we already know season two is being uh, right. planned. So it's it this show just totally sucked me and my son in, and we just sat there and watched it and watched it, and it was great. I loved it.
0: Yeah, it's uh, got that kind of um well, especially this time of year, it had kind of a I don't exactly want to say a Halloween feel, but that eerie, creepy uh suspense um kind of feel to it.
1: Yeah, it does. It has a it it was very suspenseful. Um and it it just hooked. It really hooked. So Matter of fact, I'm considering rewatching the whole season again, considering I just finished watching yeah.
0: it. And they're only about, there's only eight episodes, and they're only about, what, 45 minutes long, I think. it's. Not... I think,
1: yeah, I think they're 45, 48, something like that. They're not terribly long, or maybe 49 minutes, I think. Yeah. I think they were made so they could be aired on TV, but they're Netflix original series. So it's just, it's a good, good show, folks. Go out and watch it. So. But the other thing that I'll have to say and I I may have mentioned this, I'm pretty sure I've mentioned it before, that whenever my my family knows that I'm relaxing when I go upstairs and sit down tune in, well not upstairs, hell it can be anywhere, when I tune in and turn on my favorite old show, My Guilty Pleasure Emergency (laughs) Folks, I'm still watching this show and I've tweeted it out a couple times, it used to be something I watched on Saturday night when I was younger and nothing makes me any happier than on a Saturday night to sit down and watch a couple episodes of Emergency and I'm watching it in order in sequential order right along through and I've come across mm. a few episodes that I don't remember um, you know maybe I was inebriated or something in the later season so <laughs> <laughs> I got like old enough to drink you know but sure. uh, you know it's it's good and it, it's cheesy I know but
0: damn it I do like this show for some reason. I can't stop watching it, you know? Well, and I think um, probably, uh, probably a com- couple months ago at this point, I did buy the first season of The Wild Wild West, and I was going to try and get it ripped and put on my Plex server so I could watch it so I wouldn't have to mess with the DVDs. And uh, I kind of ran into a snag because for some reason, the first episode in each disc won't uh, rip properly. I don't know what's going on there. The rest of them seem to be okay, so I might have, it might come down to, I've got my little um, ITV um, USB stick, which was originally for, uh, you could play, it's a TV tuner, you could play TV, uh, hook an antenna up to it and play uh, over the air or cable uh, through it, through the coax cable, but it's also got a place where you can plug the uh, component jacks in or is it the composite? Whichever from a uh, VCR or a uh, DVD player, and so I might end up having to do it that way. It's not quite as easy as ripping it off directly off the DVD, but at least I would get it on there. I'd have and then because then that way I can, with my Plex player, I can watch it anywhere on a tablet, uh, anywhere in the house. I can load it on a device and take it somewhere and watch it if I want to. Uh, and so that's my goal. And so I haven't. I haven't started watching that one because I wanted to try and get it ripped. And like I said, I haven't, I I fooled around with it for a while and then moved on to other things. I kind of forgotten. I need to get back to there and, and get those ripped. Maybe I'll have to try and do that while I'm ripping the, um, law and order DVDs. And hopefully they're not going to give me as much trouble too. Although I know we'll have to see and find out,
1: you know, I've had that trouble before. And then I, I tweaked around with the settings or something. I don't remember what I ended up doing. Um, and I got it to work eventually. I've only had so far I've only had two things that I had never successfully ripped, and that was uh, uh it was one of the new Star Trek movies and one and when my kids were into it, Hannah Montana. I had trouble getting that ripped off, the Hannah Montana movie. And thankfully I just gave up and they gave up and they're no longer into it. So <laughs> doesn't, make any, yeah, doesn't make any difference. Yeah, it doesn't make any difference. So, um, but yeah, I did. I'll, I'll see if I can find what settings I tweaked, and I'll let you know.
0: Yeah, because if I could, like I say, I just would like to be able to got just be able to put it in the the DVD uh, drive here and rip them and put it on there. Because, like I say, it'd just be nice to sit down and watch them. Um, then I was trying to. Oh, here we go. Then I got a email from the excuse me the Voodoo service, and they've got a. Uh, I almost. Pulled the trigger on this one too. But they've got all three of the new Star Trek movies. Uh, so it's Star Trek, uh, and then In the Darkness, and then Star Trek Beyond. For in standard def, you can get them for $25.
1: Uh, iTunes has something like that too. I don't, I, right. I have to go back and look. I don't remember what it, what the right. cost
0: was. So, so. Uh, Plus, they got, uh, I think, special featurettes along with that. So I'm. Yeah. Seriously, because I haven't seen the new Beyond uh, in the uh, Star Trek Beyond yet.
1: Yeah, I have not seen that one yet either. That's because uh, I don't think it comes out till November first or something like that, digitally.
0: I'm not sure. Uh, they got it on here. Let's see. What does it? uh I don't see a release date. Oh, yeah, it says November first, sir. But okay.
1: Yeah, it, that was that was the problem I was having with some of the stuff was the release dates. It was it wasn't available.
0: Yeah, and I'm trying to make sure that it looks like it's yeah it's three Star Star Trek three movie collection bundle plus bonus content. But I thought because I get most of mine in standard def because. Um, I don't watch, I'm not one of those, you know, movie files, you know, like, uh, Mark is an audio file. I'm not one of those movie files that sit there and looks, you know, just stares at the movie. You can see like a boom mic coming in in the corner or all this other stuff. I just sit there and watch the movie and I try to sit there and pay, give it my whole attention, but I just get fidgety when I watch something. So like last night when I was, um, cause I tore through about 10 episodes of, uh, uh, Law and Order last night. So I was playing Minecraft while I was doing that. And, you know, as long as you kind of figure out what voice belongs to what character, you just look up once in a while to see what's going on. You don't need to, like, stare intently at it. So I was able to do Minecraft while listening to a bunch of those. And to be honest, some of them have been, I have seen in syndications, I have seen some of them, but there's a few on there that I don't quite. I don't know if I ever remember seeing them. So there was some, you know, new to me or possibly new to me episodes in there. My short term memory sometimes, yeah you know, isn't that great. So I may have seen them before, but it just means I get to enjoy them all over again.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's the way, and, and I don't pick out. Um, I don't try to pick out things like that, although I do notice inconsistencies. I saw an inconsistency in an episode of Emergency I was watching the other day. They showed the shot of this guy sitting there, and he'd gotten mad and knocked his lamp over, and it was laying beside him. They cut away and then cut right back to him, and the lamp's gone.
0: So, <laughs> Whoops. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and for me to notice the inconsistency in a movie, and I, haven't, uh, I have done it once or twice, um, it's got to be the equivalent of the elephant in the room for me to, you know, Uh, or I I just happened to look up at the time and see it or something like that. Because I do remember, I forget what it was, I know it was for some movie, I think it was, we were watching for Sci-Fi Tech Talk, and I said, I did honestly see that without having to look in the trivia to see about the goofs and mix-ups and stuff. So I know there's been one or two I've actually spotted, but most of the time, not so much.
1: Yeah, there's a few that I have, but some of them I had to have pointed out to me I didn't know. And the accidental cameraman or boom mic operator like you're saying that slips into the shot i rarely (laughs) i actually can't think of any time i've seen i've seen boom mics drop into shots on tv shows or something like that a little bit um but i've never seen the the operators or anything like that actually drop into the shots until somebody points it out i'm going wow your eyes are way better than mine
0: (laughs) yeah and usually i'm just uh like i say I'm not paying my full attention. There's times I wish I could quit being so fidgety and because there is lots of stuff I want to watch. And it just for me to sit down and watch something, maybe I'll give me a chance to get more into Minecraft because I've kind of gotten away from it playing Borderlands, which requires um, most of my attention. But Minecraft, you can, it's not as intense. So uh, maybe I'll try to do more Minecraft um, while. I'm watching uh, TV, so maybe that's the way I can be able to watch a little bit more, and get caught up on some of the stuff that I would like to see, because I'm way behind on my Marvel movies. Um, I need to watch Iron Man 3. Um, Good movie. Yeah. Um, the um, Age of Ultron. Good uh, movie. Yeah. The uh Civil uh, War. Civil War, I haven't watched that. Just Captain saw that. Ameri- Captain America Winter Soldier, haven't seen that. <sighs> Uh, Haven't seen Deadpool Haven't seen Ant-Man Although I understand somebody here has uh, seen Deadpool Oh yes Watched
1: Deadpool last night Awesome movie And I will have to say this There were From the. I'll just put it this way That movie sucks you in from when the credits start The opening credits Will suck you in And, And just pay attention to them They will suck you in right all the way through the closing credits, mm. all the way to the end. But I will say this. If you're easily offended, <laughs> not the movie for you. Because he does make the comment at one time when he gets shot in the butt that may offend some people about what happened. So just gonna put it out there. And I yeah. did manage to hear him drop the F-bomb in five minutes about 75 times. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so this is like a repeating rifle.
1: Yeah, it was. on it More like a,
0: a whole series of repeating rifles going off. Oh, way. Lord. Oh, my. But I may just have to movie. watch it.
1: It's a really well, good movie.
0: When I have this uh, idea, I have a lot of these ideas, and they don't always pan out, but I think it would be nice like when um, – the kids come home and my daughter and her son-in-law, uh, her boyfriend comes up from, uh, uh, Iowa. And we're all here that maybe have a Marvel movie marathon and just start watching. I don't know if we could watch all of them over a day or two, oh, but no,
1: you, you'd be hard. Cause the Iron Man movies, that's about three, nine hours, five,
0: out of six.
1: close to six hours, maybe a little bit more. Sure. The, Captain America Civil War, I think that's two and a half hours on its own. Mm. And then you got Winter Soldier and the original Captain America. So right. there's there's another, you know, good seven hours or more. So yeah, that's more than you could do in a day.
0: So we need to take, like, a vacation and just do this. but um, And then plus, you know, the Marvel Universe is uh, wide and dispersed because not only do you have the movies, you got the TV shows because you've got Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., plus you've got um, um, Agent Carter. And, yeah. and she's got
1: w- a, the lady that played her has got a new TV series coming out on ABC. Okay. can't remember what uh, it's called now, though.
0: And then I think there's a new, well, then there's the uh, Daredevil uh, movies on, or shows on Netflix, Um, and there's Luke Cage coming out, Uh, plus we have even because that's in a a parallel universe, because the Marvel franchise has been split through bad business decisions, because you also have your Spider-Man movies. And your Fantastic Four movies, which are technically part of the Marvel universe, but are not owned by Marvel. I think they're yeah. owned by Sony or something like that. Yeah. So they're off there in their separate little, uh, you know, universe over there. So I mean, if you start delving into the whole Marvel universe of things to watch there, you could literally take a week of vacation, and I don't know if you get through it all.
1: Maybe not. I haven't seen Ant-Man yet. I'll have to see that one. I, I need to call that one up. Because he does make an appearance in uh, Captain America uh, Civil War. So,
0: Yeah, and, plus Guardians of the Galaxy figure in there somewhere.
1: Yeah, and I haven't seen that yet either. I've seen clips of it, but I haven't seen that. But Deadpool was really good. It's just... I, 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 I laughed. It's... Um, it's just hilarious the trailer made me crack up and I was thinking oh god I hope this isn't one of those movies where the trailer is the best part of the whole damn thing it wasn't by any stretch of the imagination but like I say folks when you if you haven't watched it when you watch Deadpool watch the opening credits watch the movie and there are some really subtle things if you're not careful that you'll miss in the closing credits um I'll just say it that way. That you, okay. You,
0: you, you have to see the whole freaking thing, really. Well, I know I went to see the Avengers in a movie theater, and I drank a little too much pop. So by the time the closing credits came, I was dancing around. I I had to go. And so and then I came back and my wife said, Yeah, there was stuff afterwards. I figured, oh crap. And yeah, they stretch it. they make sure you stick around for the whole thing. And then the other game you play while watching them is the Stan Lee uh appearance in all of <laughs> <Yeah>. Marvel. <laughs>
1: Where where's he gonna show up? Who's he gonna be when he shows up? <laughs> yeah. Uh, my favorite one, I think, in Captain America. Two, uh, Captain America: The Winter Soldier. I think that's probably one of my favorite Stan Lee cameos. No, mm-hmm. it was Civil War. That was my favorite one.
0: Okay. So, it, both of which I haven't seen yet, so I need to get on this.
1: Yeah. You have been assigned.
0: Yes. And you can't, you
1: can't deny you. Should you decide to accept? You know, what's yeah. What's that go? Well, that goes
0: way back. Oh, so. yeah. Doom, 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 doom. doom, doom. doom. Dum, dum, dum. Dum, 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 yeah, okay, anybody yes. who uh, doesn't understand our tone-deaf mumblings, that was the Mission Impossible. The scene.
1: original Mission Impossible. Yeah,
0: not the Tom Cruise counterfeit ones or whatever. Yeah, right.
1: so, yeah but uh, Deadpool's well worth the watch. So I, I encourage you to go out there and see that, folks. i think tell you something else, that, uh, and I was surprised that a couple of my kids enjoyed. I started watching Star Trek The Animated Series.
0: I went through and watched them because I've been listening to uh, Mission uh, Pod, uh, that's uh, Ken Ray and John Champion's uh, um, Rod Roddenberry sanctioned podcast about uh, looking at all the Star Trek movies and TV shows and everything. And so when they were doing them, because I may have watched them when they were first on. I did. I remember watching them when they were
1: first on, but... I, I and I re- and so far all the ones I've watched, and I can't remember how far I am in it. It was like, oh, I remember this. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, I remembered bits and pieces of it. Mm. So,
0: yeah, I went back uh, when they were doing them just to refresh my memory, and I did rewatch them, and they were, well, you know, uh, and I got a better appreciation by listening to the 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 podcast for each of those episodes. Even though they were cartoon shows, they didn't shy away from certain things because no. at, at one point they had a, uh, uh, a fam or a, a, a personal pet die in there. Uh, they talked about, uh, uh the devil and religion, which, you know, <laughs> Saturday morning, what are your kids watching? You know, you know, yeah, they're getting really. a, a theology, uh, education of some sort of thing. Uh, they tackled some, you know, not necessarily kiddie subjects. And this was on Mid seventies, late seventies. No, it
1: was. I think it was the mid to early, or it might have been the early '70s, but I think it was mid seventies. I think it was like around seventy four, if I'm not mistaken, right around nineteen seventy four. But yeah, as, as Mike busily sits here staring at one of his five hundred screens, he sits in front of, and okay. I get accused, folks, of having too many screens. I got
0: uh, two, two.
1: So, um, but uh, he's he's looking quickly looking it up in IMDb. So.
0: Yeah, uh, let's see here. Is it comes up? uh, Now I'm trying to read. Oh, 1973. Ha! I was only missing by a year. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, and so it was, you know, they were, you know, this is supposed to hold us over. And, you know, frankly, that 70s into the 80s, I always felt it was kind of a dry spot for science fiction because, you know, Star Trek had ended. There wasn't a lot of sci-fi on TV. Uh I'm trying to remember what there may have been. Was there any? Well, there was um later in that decade, I think it was uh or sometime maybe middle to late, uh there was Buck Rogers. Oh, you're talking about the one with Gil Gerard? <laughs> yeah. <Ooh. laughs> yeah, that was painful. That was bad.
1: That was really bad.
0: Um you know, as far as, you know, science fiction type stuff um, I guess Wonder Woman would be... Okay, Kevin, reel a tongue back in. <laughs> Wipe off your microphone. I don't want it to short off. Um, the Six Million Dollar Man, which was eh, and Then you have
1: uh, the Bionic Woman. So, sure. Yeah, sort of sci-fi. It's a... That's kind that, of stretchy. I mean, by that yeah. time, I had moved away from TV sci-fi, and I was reading mm-hmm. stuff like... Isaac Asimov's right. uh, Foundation Trilogy yep. and, and stuff like that. and um, uh, it, it, A lot of
0: Edgar Rice Burroughs stuff. Well, I was, uh, a, I was a member of the Science Fiction Book of the Month Club at that point in time. I wished I would have been. But, see, some of the stuff that uh, I was reading at the time was uh, we had some... Um, Basically, the pulp novels, uh, somebody bought them. They were on our uh, back staircase, our, our little library, I guess you'd call it that, that we had there. Uh, just a lot of books that it was accumulated. So there was a bunch of Edgar Rice Burroughs stuff. So there was a bunch of Tarzan ones, but there was also some of the Pellucidor stuff and some of the John Carter of Mars books. Uh, so I kind of whetted my appetite on that. Yeah, I read the Foundation uh, uh, books. Um, what else did I read at that time? I I know I was reading a lot of that kind of stuff. I would buy some of the uh, the cheap paperback novels.
1: But I mean, the stuff I was getting through the sci-fi book club at that point, they were book club quality books. Right. I mean, in in the way the books themselves were made, so they didn't hold up. Even though they were hardcover books for the most part, they were really poor manufacturing quality. Not the stories were bad. Mm-hmm. And then I really started reading a lot of. Um, uh, uh, short story science fiction stuff. Uh, that's yeah. what I got into because I, I guess the amount of time I had to read, I could sit down and read those and get mm-hmm. through one. And then if it's a couple weeks before I get a chance to read anything else again, you know, not a big, not a big deal.
0: And that's so. what kind of held me over too because I think I had a subscription to. I want to say Isaac Asimov had a uh, science fiction anthology magazine that came out once a month. Um, I don't remember. uh, There was a a science fiction one, and then there was a mystery one, too. Um, Let's see here. Sorry, I had to... Excuse me. Oh. Oh. Yeah, I was trying to remember. Um, Dang, I wish... I I remember it. I may even have a few around here if I looked for it. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. My wife gets mad at me when she sees I have really old magazines. I said, but I only saved them because there was something special in them. It's not like I have, you know, every issue of oh, yeah. PC world from going back to the, the early eighties well, or something like that. But,
0: well, I don't, uh, I, it, I don't know what condition they're in now They're we left them out in the, the farm. So I don't know. They may not be in the best condition anymore, but I had every edition of my color computer magazine, but that's a different obsession. Um, no, it's as uh, Asmob Science Fiction. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. That was the name of the book. That was one of them. I want to say I had a couple of them. One of them was, uh, like I say. I know one was mystery. Uh, but they were the short uh, stories that you could bang through kind of quick. Um, and like I say, that kind of kept me going. Um, and then, you know, by the time, then eventually uh, the next generation came along. And that kind of spurred more. You know science fiction to be made and then there were some movies so it you know but i i still think like the mid-70s there was kind of a drought of decent science fiction on tv
1: yeah as far as the, there were a couple i mean i'm trying to remember when that movie philadelphia experiment came out um definitely sci-fi but i think that was uh that was late 80s or maybe even near 90s when that movie came out mid to late 80s anyway so yeah, it was it was a dearth for me as far as that goes. And that's why I was doing more reading, um, and then also that's about the time I started uh, back to college, and I was working, you know,
0: seven days a week. And well, yeah, and then eventually I became a uh, a parent, and then you spend a lot of time. No, put that down. No, no, you know, yeah, a lot of that stuff, and so. Even a short story, I couldn't pay attention long enough to read a short story. So, um, yeah, my, my reading kind of dipped uh, then. And you know, now, thank God for audiobooks because um, you know it's not uh, not only things I've been watching but also um, – excuse me. Considering my job, audiobooks come in really uh, – are really nice because – pushing a broom doesn't take a lot of brain power so um, I listened to the audio book for Ready Player One for our podcast um, and then I also listened to Stranger in a Strange Land which will be coming up soon uh, then for a little variety I decided to listen to uh, Stephen King's The Shining which uh, I was listening to it while I was working nights while there was a storm going on outside and I'm the only person <laughs> in the high school <laughs> wow talk about yeah. self-torture yeah, I know. Uh, you know, None of the hedge animals moved or anything like that. But uh, yeah, that was kind of interesting. Like I say, it was a dark, stormy night while I was listening to this. So um, I listen to that right now. I'm working on, You um, know, it, it may come up on our podcast sometime, uh, Wool, about these people that um, um, there's been some sort of a holocaust. And so civilization is now living in these silos. Um, and so you have different levels in there. And it's about the power play that goes on in there it's um I won't say it's a similar story but it's a similar idea if you ever saw the movie Snowpiercer where they were on that train that circled the earth because of an apocalypse so this is just uh, set vertically rather than horizontally but
1: I, I need to watch Snow or watch Snowpiercer I've got it on my list I just haven't gotten around to it you listening to sci-fi tech talk mm. plug 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 um sure. the uh, <laughs> so yeah hey, whatever I don't care it's a great show mm-hmm. uh that that got me interested, in that. and I, of course I have to thank Sci-Fi Tech Talk for convincing me to go back and reread the original uh, War of the Worlds. Um, an mm-hmm. amazing original—the original manuscript. Mm-hmm. I got it. It was either free or ninety-nine cents from Amazon. I don't know. Oh, yeah. So. so I mean, it, it was just awesome. I it it so enthralled me. It was. I mean, I know the story. I knew it too well. I had seen, you know, multiple the. It's been made into a movie, what, three, four times? I can't remember.
0: Oh, several times, I think.
1: Yeah. Um, so I watched that. I did try to reread. We were talking about this the other day. 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Oh, <sighs> no. Cannot do that. I Jules Verne spent 20 pages describing uh, a shelf in the library.
0: I know. Uh, audiobooks, the audio version of that is better. Because, especially, like, you know, doing my job, I can just kind of, I I have it on. It's playing. It's like I pay attention to it, and for me, it was like a a biology lesson. It was like a biology course almost. He was describing all these animals and everything special about them. And after a while, I was like, "Oh, freaking, get on with it!" You know, if you could cut out a lot of the biology lesson, it would you know, the book is book is still good. I could have just done without it. You know, getting a master's degree in uh, marine biology while I was. Reading the book, but so it's one of those things you just tune in. Oh no, he's still bio, uh, still fish. All right, and come back later. But uh, yeah, that book was in parts a bit of a slog, um, and but you know the thing about as uh, I was gonna say about War of the Worlds, uh, well both of those books, um, but War of the Worlds was published. I had to look it up here quick, 1898, and yeah. some of the things he was predicting over a hundred years ago. What's this point at? One hundred and fifteen years ago, somewhere in there, sixteen, eighteen, thereabouts, yeah, um, were pretty the the ideas. I'm not going to say the actual implementation, but you know, some of the ideas like uh, laser beams and um, you know tripod movement. Um, you know, some of the things I can't remember everything right offhand, but some of the things he was talking about was kind of like um, you know, interesting ideas. Of, uh for over 100 years ago.
1: Yeah, and, and like, see, I thoroughly enjoyed that, but yeah, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, I was expecting oh. a more expanded version of the 1954 movie, mm. you know, which I still dearly love that movie. That is one of my favorite movies. Um, and I just expected it to be more expanded, you know, a little richer. Mm-hmm. Oh, folks, it's, you know, if they turned the book word for word into a movie, that would be guessing a 10 maybe 12 hour movie
0: oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah it would and be ma-
1: extremely painful
0: <laughs> yeah unless like, so you get a um, degree in marine biology when you're done but
1: yeah captain nemo was a lot shorter a uh, lot, lot more concise to the point in the movie
0: <laughs> i think so yes and then one other book that you know a series i really loved but yeah especially this other the last two books was the the hyperion books um great story but at times um, it seemed like an intergalactic uh travel log i wish he could have cut a bunch of the stuff out and if you want laughs sometime listen to our podcast when jeff uh jeff couldn't make it through the book the first the first book i think it was because the first book is a lot of setup and he it, he just he hates that book because he just couldn't make it through once you get past that and you do have to struggle to get through it but once you get past that and things pick up it's a great book um you just got to wait for the payoff.
1: Well, you know, if I remember right, the beginning of the Foundation trilogy is a bit like that. Yeah, the payoff's that, really late in the first book, if I can rem- if I remember it correctly.
0: Right, and they're and not I did, short books. <laughs> no, and that, again, that was one. And I I started, and I should continue. I got it as an audio book and reread it because I read them when I was in my twenties. I'm pretty sure. Um,
1: yeah, I was younger than that when I read the. Yeah, I, think I was probably fourteen.
0: Uh, maybe late teens, uh, early 20s, somewhere in there I do remember reading them. And, yeah, that's more of a psychological um, uh, thriller. And it d- did kind of help shape my worldview, let's put it that way, of uh, how much I trust certain institutions um, as to how far they should be believed. No comment. No comment. That and the Dune books, because um, I think I've read most of the Herbert uh, – um, Oh, what's his name? Oh, crap. Yeah, the guy that wrote the Dunes book. Melvin? No, not Melvin. Um, No, that was uh, Moby Dick. That one, one I remember. Um, Yeah, now I just got to look up, um, because now it's going to bug me. But yeah, I read that, and again, that was a lot of political intrigue. Um, um, Oh, come on, give me the name here. Frank Herbert. uh, Frank Herbert. Okay, there we go. That was his name that wrote those. Um, Again, and... uh, Way back in my twenties and such, I I don't know if I read all of them, but you know a lot of uh, political intrigue, backstabbing, um, you know, sort of the uh, Game of Thrones of its era.
1: Yeah, that's a show I haven't watched either. I watched a little no. bit of one, and I couldn't get pulled into it. And and you're talking about what else we're watching? I've tried to watch Lost. I have really, really tried to watch that show, and I cannot get into that show.
0: We started, and I, for whatever reason, maybe it was because when I started working at the school and I started working nights, it was kind of hard for me to watch stuff. Uh, I just quit watching it, and then I think I tried to watch the last season or so, and I did watch the final episode. And maybe because I did miss some things along the way, I didn't have the complete knowledge that I should have had. And so I was kind of scratching my head. Um, I should maybe maybe that would be a good minecraft um show to watch and try
1: to get yeah up. i think that's what i need to do i was sitting there really trying to focus on it because i'd heard so much about it i'm going like right really <laughs> i i i think i could probably write some code while i was watching <laughs> that show cuz it just did you know and i know you know to all those that love it and get into it hey more power to you that's great i'm i'm yeah. happy for you but I was sitting there going, "Oh my God, this is over! Oh, it's only halfway through this episode." Wait, wait, where's my iPad at? You know, yeah, <laughs> it that's kind of where I run into problems too. It, it's not something, and and then you know, I tried another show I tried to watch recently, and I couldn't get. Was the Office, the American version of it? Oh, I just like the the humor's so
0: awkward and just I don't. Oh Jesus, just stop already. I've I've watched a few of them, and there are some shows that just for whatever reason make me uh, a little uncomfortable or something. That was one of them, and some people may you know find this. I won't say shocking, but wonder why. I always found Lucille Ball kind of. She made me uh, her uh, Lucy show always made me a little uncomfortable because it's always that kind of slapstick. Um, getting into tough situations or you know trying to you know whatever I don't know there was just something about that level of that kind of comedy it just didn't made me a little uncomfortable or the I don't know maybe I'm just weird but and' I'm, I'm not a big fan of slapstick or uh, real physical comedy either
1: Well I don't mind it but it was like it was like this is painful to watch it was it was just like uh come on I know what's gonna happen do it. <laughs> do it. Go ahead. Oh, do it now. <laughs> and, you know, again, you know, a lot of people love that show. I've seen some of the British version of it, and I like it okay, but the American version, and I like Steve Carell. It has nothing to do with Steve Carell. I like him, but, yeah, just, just not my cup of tea, should I say? Ha <laughs> <laughs> I made a joke. The, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I don't know. It, it was tough on me, but, um. You know, that's just the way it is. Not everything agrees with everybody, otherwise we wouldn't have the variety of stuff. Now, I personally am really enjoying uh, uh, Designated Survivor.
0: I've seen a promo for it. I don't even quite remember what it was. Keith or Sutherland. Keith, Keith is or Sutherland. Is right. the, uh,
1: it, it all has to do with, during the speech at the State of the oh. Union, there's always, what they say oh. it in the show, there's always people put aside in case something terrible would happen. They're the designated survivor of the government, and Keith Sutherland is the, without going into great detail, he's the Secretary of Housing and Urban Development, which, folks, is really in line of succession, is the 13th person in line of succession for the presidency. So 12 other people, including the president, have to die uh, before the the Secretary of Housing and Urban Development becomes the president of the United States. Um, so, But he does, and then they're going through this whole thing, and I've enjoyed it. I've seen the first three episodes, and I like it so far. I mean, it's not the greatest thing in the world, but I like it. The other thing that I've been watching and catching up on is one of my favorite shows is Halt and Catch Fire, and that's mm. about the computer industry in the mid-'80s. Okay. And there's I- like characters in there that are the amalgamation of some real-life characters, so it's, mm. it's pretty interesting. Uh, this is the... Third season of it, so you got to go back and try to catch that one, Mike.
0: Yeah, I, I've heard of that one. and I've also heard of Mister Robot, which um, I've only gotten part of the way.
1: I want to see it. I just it's not something I want to watch with my kids around. Um, and yeah, it's something I do. I've seen the half of the first season.
0: Yeah, I've watched that one. Um, I mean, I, I want to watch that one. I was just thinking here too about I watched the first few episodes of. Um, um. Oh shoot! Ah, now I'm blanking on the name. About the um, uh, the clones. Um, humans. No. Um, this woman is doesn't realize that she's multiple clones. Why am I blanking on the name?
1: Oh, I don't know. Um, humans was a good show too. That was the one uh, came out of the UK. Uh, excellent show about these. Uh, uh, androids that are uh, serving in houses or domestic androids and all that. We watched the first season of it. That was really good. So I, as I understand it from uh, a couple of our U.K. listeners, oh. that it's going to be uh, it's second season or series is in production, or will be shortly.
0: Okay. Um, it was Orphan or um, Orphan Black. Oh, I've heard uh, of
1: that. I don't know it, but I've heard of it.
0: Yeah, she discovers that uh, there's multiple clones of her. And uh, the story unfolds um, as she discovers all of them. They kind of come together. Um, they're part of some experiment. Come and so, together right hmm. now. Over well, me. I would be surprised if they use that in there somewhere. But um, I got, I think... Four or five episodes in. and it wasn't that there was anything wrong with it I think I just moved on to other things I kind of forgot uh, it is' an intriguing you know concept what if you what if you discover that there's multiple versions of you all different but still I mean different in personality and the way they speak and looks as far as hair color and everything else but otherwise they are clones of you and how would you feel and what would you add? and what would you try why you know the big question is why is this going on so
1: Yeah, and, of course, I'm dying to see Season 3 of Dark Matter. um, Yeah. Because the ending of Season 2 was a bit strange. Still good. Right. But a bit strange. Not sure where they're going to go now.
0: Uh, yeah, I, uh, I I finished watching that, and then uh, what else did I finish watching? Oh, uh, Stranger Things, and I finished watching. Uh, yeah, Dark Matter. So I get caught up on some of those I'd started and hadn't quite finished. Uh, yeah, and then the other one I'm waiting uh, uh, to come back is The Expanse on Sci-Fi. Um, oh, I need to watch
1: that. I've got it. I just haven't watched it yet
0: yeah and that one's good, and I really have gotten sucked into the books because uh, I'm waiting the sixth book I think is going to be released soon, and I go for the audio books because then again, I can listen to them while I work um, that's coming out in December, so I have to make sure I keep an audible credit uh, handy for that, so I'm picturing you doing the 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 Seven Dwarfs thing you whistle while you work. Uh, I try not to whistle. Um, I only do that sometimes with my dentures whistle. Um, <laughs> but what it is kind of funny, though, or well, I don't know, I would like to ask the kids and see what they think. But when they see me walking down the hall, I was do- uh, when I was listening to um, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, they got to a few places in there where I couldn't help but burst out laughing. So I'm wondering, are they thinking, oh, crap, the janitors lost it. Hit the deck. Yeah, well, I, I guess they're only going to
1: worry about that if you have camos on or <laughs> fatigues <laughs> or something like that and have your face blacked out or something like that. So,
0: Yeah, well, then when I was listening to St- uh, The The Shining, I told people, you realize Stephen King started out as a janitor. <laughs> <laughs> and then I walked away, and I'm hope they're kind of going, oh, crap. crap.
1: Um, yeah, well, he's also rich beyond his wildest
0: dreams now. Uh, this is true, too. Yeah.
1: Uh, I'll tell you for the non-sci-fi listeners about amongst, the, amongst our listeners, uh, two good series that have been on for eons, one of them just ended, and I think, I can't remember if the other one has ended or not, uh, that my wife got me into watching was uh, B- Bones, that was originally oh. on Fox, really good series, but I still make fun of the one of the worst faux pas, because it's set here in the Washington, D.C. area in the area in which I generally live. And and one of the biggest faux pas in that is they, they're talking about, oh, we spotted this car on the traffic camera on uh, Route 7 near Ashburn. Okay. And then 30 minutes later, it was in Hagerstown. I went, huh? Hagerstown, And then I realized what they were talking about was Hagerstown, Maryland. And let me tell you, if a car can drive in 30 minutes from Ashburn to Hagerstown, Maryland, that car was fucking flying because <laughs> it takes from my house and i'm way closer to haggerston than, than ashburn is it's a good 30 minute 35 minute drive not to mention mm. the other 45 or 50 minutes to ashburn from my house so. mm, okay so, or an hour actually it's more like an hour from here to ashburn so it's like okay you kind of you know and, and the haggerston thing i was like huh Hagerston, because we were sitting there, my whole family looked at me and go, where the hell is Hagerston, Maryland at? And I'm like, Hagerston, Hagerston! (laughs) It's like, oh dear. Oh, yeah. But otherwise, Bones is a really Mm -hmm. good series. I I really enjoy it. And then the other one's Rizzoli and Isles. Oh, yeah. Uh, Uh I had not watched those until I got introduced to them within the last 12 months and thoroughly enjoying both of those.
0: Oh, yeah, I've watched Bones for years. I've kind of fallen off, again, another show I need to quit doing other stuff and just sit down and watch. Um, That one and um, uh, The Closer with, um, uh, was it Kara Sedgwick? Uh, Kevin Bacon's wife. Yeah, I know.
1: I can't think of it. Yeah, I know.
0: Yeah, that one I thought was pretty good, and I've watched a few episodes. I do kind of have this weakness for crime dramas like that, because also NCIS. Um, is one of my is my one of my weaknesses.
1: We also enjoy the one. Um, oh God, I can't think of it now. Criminal Minds, really good. Oh, yeah. sh- but now I'm really curious because Thomas, I can't think of his last Gibson. name. Gibson got fired.
0: Oh, he um, did get okay. He,
1: something happened. He got fired. CBS fired him. So I'm curious to see how they write him
0: out of the show. Of uh, airplane at thirty thousand feet. Yeah. So well. we'll, we'll, well Usually, in a case of uh, somebody getting fired like that, they probably make it irrevocable. Perhaps, you know, it depends. Um, I don't know. It depends on what condition he left under. Um, because it, you know,
1: it didn't sound good from what
0: I okay. heard. Okay. Well, yeah, because they may be vindictive and just like you know, blow them to bits so there's no possibility that. Oh yeah, I secretly went over here and hid. No, your whole airplane was blew up at thirty thousand feet. You know. Yeah. Um,
1: You're toasted.
0: Yeah. Things like that. Uh, you know, and then I got thinking about, um, people who were famously written on, I was thinking of, uh, Colonel Henry Blake on mash where he died in the, uh,
1: the plane crash.
0: The, yeah. The plane crash. And you know, cause I was oh a teenager then, um, that was rather shocking for me to see a character like that. Just, you know, and I show that straddle that line between comedy and drama. Um,
1: yeah, like, I, I, I do remember that. and But you know, that's one of those shows that I haven't yet gotten to the point where I can watch it again. It doesn't, when I've tried to watch episodes of it now, it's like, I used to like this? Yeah, you know, it's just, I can't get back into it now.
0: Um. Oh, we were watching it reruns for a while there, and I was, you know, some of the episodes was meh, uh, were kind of stupid, but there were some that I thought was still pretty good. I liked some of the uh, more con- conceptual ones, uh, where they had, like, the TV reporter uh, in there and some of those, and, um, and there were some interesting things that they did in there, like doing, I think they did a whole show from the perspective of, of a patient once.
1: Yeah, I remember that. They've done different things like that, and... I, I don't say I dislike the show, but it's not as. And I remember being really sad when they took it to watch and you know tuning mm-hmm. in to watch the final episode of Mash, and I was oh, yeah. totally enthralled by it. But now it's like, eh, you know, yeah. it just. I don't know for some reason. And, you know, it may, you know, another ten, fifteen years, time. It'll maybe it'll be something. Oh well. Oh geez, I wish I'd started rewatching this sooner because it was on for like eleven years.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think eleven years. Um, Yeah, that's what worries me about going back and revisiting some of these uh, things that I've read before. Are they gonna, or you know, read or watched or whatever? Are they gonna hold up the way I remember them? Or you know, now that I'm a little more older, a little more jaded, maybe a little more wiser, a little more worldly, whatever it might be. Am I gonna look at it? Shit like me. Yeah, there's that too. Uh, look back at it and go, wow, really? Okay. I, I And I, I was trying to remember, I think there was something that uh, along that lines that I watched that I went back and, you know, I think it was one of those you had to be there moments. Uh, and right offhand, the, the TV shows escaping me because it's like, yeah, this is really great. And it's like, Wow, they're old. Uh, you know, the the fashions are terrible, and the plots are kind of skimpy. And oh, I,
1: uh, I, I I see that in emergency every once in a while when I see the lovely plaid pants with the plaid oh. ties and the all that stuff. I know, Ooh, and I, I was watching something that day. And went, oh dear, I remember owning that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I remember having a pair of uh, purple bell bottom uh, jeans and. Six inch platform, maybe weren't six inch, but they were a good four or five inch uh, platform shoes, dude. Yeah, yeah. And I remember, you know, one of those more painful memories from my youth. Um, we had um, a classroom with wooden floors, and these were like wooden soled uh shoes, you know, the the heels and everything was so. I sound like a Clydesdale walking across this floor while everyone's in there quiet, it's like clomp, clomp, and it's like, and I'm trying to like tiptoe, which. Looked weird So either Sounded awful Or looked weird
1: yeah.
0: Oh lord Tiny Tim Tiny
1: Tim Yes uh, Well you know You talk about Stuff whether it Holds up or not When you redo it There was a book That I read I think it was like 6th or 7th grade Called The Light In the Forest uh, Originally published In 1953 uh, we read it, so this was 20 years later, like in the mid-70s, I guess, when I read it. And I loved that book. I loved it so much that when they said, oh, it's time to turn the book back in, I went, oh, teacher, I lost it. How much do I owe? <laughs> because I wanted to keep the book. I enjoyed it that much. Well, then sometime in between then and, you know, about four or five years ago, I lost that ver- <laughs> that copy of it. So, uh, mm. My uh, wife gave it to me. I don't know, it was for my birthday or Father's Day or something, and I reread it, and you know what? It was even better when I read it this time than it was when I read it the last time. It's huh. it's a really good book. It's um, it's it's about a a, a boy that's captured as an Indian or as a, a young child into the Indians, and then they decide to the American Native Americans, excuse me, and then he's returned uh, later in life, and and I think he's a teenager. I can't remember off the top of my head now. Uh, and he's trying to integrate back in. And it's just, it's written, it's in the general area, this general area the Pennsylvania, Maryland, Virginia area that I know, you know, and all this stuff. Really good book. I encourage you if you want to go uh, read it. It's a short book. It's a quick read. It's only 179 pages in paperback. So it's a really quick read. But um, that's one of my treasured books that I have up on the shelf of the f- books I've kept uh, because I've started getting rid of a lot of my hardcover books and trying to keep, uh, stuff I really like, I'm keeping digitally. Oh so, yeah. yeah. So,
0: and you know, uh, one of the, as long as we're talking about books that we really like and treasure and want to keep, um, my brother gave me a copy, a paperback copy of Catch Twenty Two. Again, one of those books that shaped my worldview. Um, because first of all, it was a uh, it was satirical, uh, and so which helped form my sense of humor. So you guys can, uh, thank Joseph Heller for twisting, uh, my, uh, sense of humor like that. Cause there would be things like, um, well, at one point I was, uh, in the early days of my color computer, I was doing this thing. I was just making up this little newspaper for the family or whatever. And I, so I, on the line, uh, I called it M M&M M production, which anybody that remembers reading catch 22, there was, uh, um, Milo Minderbinder. He had a, uh, He was a a trader, I guess, basically. And so he had cornered the market on Egyptian cotton and he was trying to figure out what to do with it. And he's wondering if the mess hall could cover uh, Egyptian cotton and chocolate and make the people eat it because, uh, uh, you know, everything belonged to the syndicate and, uh, or everyone. Everyone had a share in the syndicate, and everything belonged to everyone, but Milo always made the profit. Anyway, a lot of that kind of humor, uh, things like lines another country heard from, uh, so that kind of thing. And just this, um, uh, like I say, just, it just influenced my humor a lot. So that's one that I went out and bought in hard copy. So I have, get my paper back, I read it, and so me being the subversive, that I am loaned it out to a bunch of my friends and stuff. So, um, you know, twisted their <laughs> sense of humor, yeah. Uh, so I went out and bought that in paperback. I think I reread it. I, well, I did reread it on my, uh, and I did do an episode on, of my, uh, you know, <laughs> I guess now dormant uh, Bard, oh, Bard on the on Plains. Plains. But, yes,
1: I do yeah. remember that now. Yep.
0: Yeah, And so I did um, an episode on that and why I liked it and what I thought of it and such. Um, but yeah, that was one of those books that, uh, you know, I I uh, treasure. And mainly, partially because my brother gave it to me, uh, but also because just the like I said, a sense of humor and just to look my, it, you know, fed my distrust of, you know, government and bureaucracy and this sort of thing. Uh, I guess the ultimate, okay. Yeah, the, the catch 22 was that in the book was basically that, um, you had to be insane to be let out of the army and you had to realize that you were insane, but by realizing that you were insane for being in this war, you were actually saying, cause no, uh, sane uh, person would want to you know uh uh be in the war so uh, that was yeah. catch 22 22 yep yeah. um i remember them describing that
1: in the movie as they're walking out on the tarmac you know to the plane mm-hmm. so
0: yep yeah uh and so yeah that was you know one of my i guess you call it pivotal uh books that i read growing up and folks we now know what to blame everything on
1: hmm so. yep uh, so I think what we'll do is before we reminisce and bore people completely, we'll move on to our, uh, our our picks for the week, and I'll let Michael go first with his.
0: Yeah, so I got the the uh, show notes here, and I am trying to figure out. And I, I always try to come up with something that you know I am you know a tech person, but I try to change things up a little bit, not do things all the time. This this is tech related, but it's not computer related, and um. We do have a basement down here that if we ever cleaned it up, it's only got one window we can block it up. It would be nice and dark down here. And we could have put a projector down here. we got a decent-sized wall. Um, so we could use it to um, you know play movies and watch TV on. And so I went out and looked, and I found one here. It's a 1080p uh, uh, projector. I don't even see the brand name of it here. Um, well, I was trying to find something that fell within the price range, so I did have to. They were either... Cheap ones are expensive ones, so this one kind of fell in the middle there. But um it's a ten eighty p uh five five thousand lumen home projector. Um that, you know, I could mount on the ceiling because I've done plenty of that at school. I mounted projectors there and uh, or a few things and you know I had to mess with them. So uh but mount it there and just have uh either uh entertainment PC hooked up to it or maybe a console or something like that. Ooh, maybe playing uh Borderlands in the. Uh, you know, an eight foot side screen there or something like that would be our eight foot picture. That might be kind of interesting or scary.
1: Been there and done that. We actually brought in at work one time we were doing something and it, we wanted to have some entertainment for people while we were going through this thing. And we had a, uh, uh, at that point in time, I think it was a Sega Genesis we brought in and p- played on the uh, projector and people, that was probably the most popular thing of everything <laughs> that people came in to do. They sat down, were playing, Oh, I forget what which game it was. It was one of the sort. It might have been Mo- Mortal Kombat, or something. I can't remember what the game was now. Oh, you know, too too many years ago now. So yeah. uh, that was that was interesting. So, but no, that's cool. I you know I if I had the place to set up a projector, and I know Tim Chaton is just yelling at his <laughs> thing because he, cause he's big into projectors, uh, and he's and he has quite the home theater set up, or at least he did. I don't think he's changed it out. Um, so yeah, he, he has quite the home setup. So I, I'm a little bit jealous of that. When I was in the game store today, they have one of those set up showing, uh, playing games on it as well as on other big screen TVs. Uh, cause you can go in and sample play games at that, the place I was at today. So very cool, but very good, Michael. I bet you would yep. have, um, can you imagine Minecraft on that big screen? Oh, that would be kind of cool. You could whack those sheep to death and really see it. Oh, oh, blood and gore. There huh. you go. Minecraft blood and gore. 8-bit. So, there you go. Big chunks. So, something that... Uh, my pick was something that... It's partially the cool factor, and partially because I'm getting it... Every year this time of year, I get the itch for a new gaming console, but I never buy one or even ask for one, because I just have a hard time... I don't play enough on a gaming console to make it... make me feel like I could invest that much money in one, but there's a special edition, the Xbox One uh... Gears of War 4 edition that's out, it's all red it's got the Gears of War logo on it, it's just freaking cool looking people um, it's a 2 terabytes the new Slim Edition um, this thing just it it reeks geek, is the best way I can say it, so
0: yeah, I see the picture of it here and it does that is a cool looking thing and I every once in a while I kind of, you know think about, um Xbox maybe. I was thinking about yesterday because we were looking at uh, my son and I was over looking at movies and such and um, and I don't have any Blu-ray players. I don't have any Blu-ray things movies because I don't have a Blu-ray player and this will play uh, Blu-rays I think. Yeah. So uh, I was thinking ooh you know but that's kind of an expensive Blu-ray player but and like I need one more thing to play games on because I do have my Nvidia Shield back there and I got a bunch of games for them a bunch of games for that that I, and I have a bunch of Steam games I haven't played yet either, so I really don't need one more platform to not be playing games on. <laughs> sure you do. Everybody needs one more platform not to play games on. Well, yeah, I know. Um, but uh, I the thought has crossed my mind uh, more than a few times. I've come close a few times, and I backed off. But, uh, no, that one does look pretty cool.
1: Yeah, it just looks wicked cool. And the game is supposed to be pretty good from what I know. Um but yeah and i would like to play some of the later versions of halo cuz i've got halo 1 and halo 2 on my original xbox so i'm pretty sure they i think they're up to halo 5 now so it would be nice to be able to catch up although that means i'll also have to buy an xbox 360 so i can play uh 3 and 4 cuz they were both on the 360 or maybe 4 was on the Xbox. No, I don't think 4 was out. Or 1 was out when 4 came out. I can't remember anymore. But then I also keep toying with a PS4. The idea of a PS4. Because I think they're good gaming systems. And But it's the exclusive title thing that just screws with me. And I'm not the type of guy. And I know there's some hardcore gamers that I know about. that That's all screwed. They just buy one of each. It's like... I'm sorry. I do not play <laughs> enough video games to put $1,000 into... Con- or $700 even into consoles. I mean, I-, I had a hard time. I was looking at a used three Xbox 360 uh, that was $150, bucks, and I was having a hard time justifying that in my mind and just never pulled the trigger on it. Again, 20 right. bucks for this little handheld, I can do that. I'll get $20 right. worth of entertainment out of it in a heartbeat. So, I mean, considering I'm still playing my original Gen Xbox. Yeah, I have a hard time with that, folks. So, well, folks, I think that's going to wrap the show for this week. It, uh, I hope you've enjoyed Mike and my uh, what we're watching, what we're listening to, what we're reading type of thing. We we uh, we we were trying to think of something good, and this I realized we've done this show before, but we hadn't done it for quite a while, so I thought it was a good time to update everything and get everybody up to date. And plus, it just cheeses off Melissa because we were talking about Stranger Things, so she'll <laughs> yell at us next week if she's on the show then. So, it's all good. We'll get our come up and send guys, and then Elisa will yell at us about something else. So, you know, we may just be yelled at for the next couple of weeks. But in the meantime, it was just us. Mike, do you want to tell people where they can find out more about you, should they so
0: desire? Yeah, if they do. Um... Uh, you can find me on Twitter at DSC Chipman And I have my about.me page At about.me Slash, uh, slash Mike McPeak That's M-C-P-E-E-K And I, you know, n- uh, not that we've ever mentioned it But I also do this podcast called Sci-Fi Tech Talk <clears throat> And so if you want to hear more of my Ramblings and you know, of ideas of, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that too um, You can go over there And check me out at Sci-Fi Tech Talk
1: Yes, go have a listen folks It's a good show um, they're trying to get re-geared up and reenergized here, so go help them and support them. And our uh, Mike's extremely famous co-host uh, that we knew when, Julie is uh, <laughs> yeah. is there, and you can listen to her. And so she's always a lot of fun. Plus, she's—I oh, yeah. like to think of her as a friend of mine, and she's she's hilarious. I mean, she has the best <laughs> sense of humor I think of anybody, one of the people I've ever met. So she keeps us honest over there. Julie's honest. You have to give her that. So. but anyway folks if you want to find out more about me go over most of the time my ramblings and musings are on twitter at twitter.com forward slash big underscore in underscore va or if you go over to about.me forward slash kevin alder it links back over to there so and you can find other things if you want to find out more about the show go to geekiest show ever dot com and you can always leave us reviews and comments and itunes they are always welcome they help us get discovered folks and it helps the show so folks we want to thank you for listening we hope you've enjoyed the show as much as we have enjoyed bringing it to you and if you do nothing else between now and next week don't forget to hug a geek this is optimus prime calling all autobots prime to all autobots a new TechFan podcast has been released return to base immediately so that we can all enjoy the humans talking about technology. Repeat, Optimus Prime to all Autobots. A new tech fan podcast from Spotlight Network has been released. Return to base immediately.